Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, Leadership Matters. Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. I'm Cheryl White, a cultural psychologist with the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego, California, and I'm excited today um, to have our special guest on, Dr. Alicia Wilkins, to help us have a conversation about leveraging computer-mediated technology to lead remotely while avoiding video conferencing fatigue. So... <laughs> <clears throat> Dr. Wilkins, it's so um, great to have you on today. Can we start by maybe just having you share with our listening audience a little bit about yourself and how you became interested in this topic as well as the, um, you know, when you started engaging in this topic? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on your show today. I actually have um, tapped into a number of your podcasts and have always enjoyed um, hearing from your speakers and, and hearing from you as well. So thank you. It's an honor to to be on. Thank um, you. <laughs> so just a little bit about myself. I actually did government relations work for one of the nation's largest reproductive health care providers um, for over a decade. And when I was um, working there, I actually managed staff. I actually managed staff that were 50 miles south of me, as well as 50 miles north of me. Um, and then my own um, direct um you know, supervisor was also 50 miles away from me as well. And what really struck me as interesting is in spite of the fact that I was um, responsible for you know, managing staff that was remote, remote from me, um, essentially, that I was still able to have a very productive relationship with them. Um, and this was the case, even when they didn't have that type of relationship with people that were physically present with them at that um, at their respective location. And so it always struck me as really interesting. I mean, it just reiterated that, okay, well, it really has to be something about that manager and, um, and, and what they bring to the table in terms of uh, being able to, uh, you know, manage their employees. It has, you know, has to be really something about that. And in the process of doing my research, I came across um, this concept of social presence. And this was actually in the education literature where I found this, where basically they did research and found that in the online um, educational setting, this is, you know, colleges or college students who are taking classes with professors online, that the students who typically fared better or even reported better um, outcomes or satisfaction with the learning process, it was because their professors were more, quote unquote, socially present. Um, and so, you know, I, you know, was like, okay, Eureka, this is, this must be it. This <laughs> must be, you know, there must be something to this. And, um, and so I took this same research that had taken place in the educational setting and decided to apply it in the organizational setting to see if that same phenomenon existed between, um, 
you know, managers of remote employees and, and found out that it, it does. So, um, you know, managers who were more socially present, um, which essentially means that they were more, uh, you know, there was a more psychological connection um, in the process of actually communicating using technology, they still were able to establish a psychological, um, you know, presence with uh, the people that they were interacting with. And so there was definitely something um, to, to that. So, yeah, that's kind of how my, my, (laughs) my pathway (laughs) to doing this research. (laughs) Yeah. And what's fascinating about your research um, is how timely it is because I know that when you did your works, your research, completed your your research, it was before this wonderful yes. world of um, COVID nineteen, yes. and um, so some people were working remotely, and it mm-hmm. was becoming more and more a trend. Yet it wasn't nearly as um, pervasive yes. as it is right now. So. Yeah. Can I ask you to back up and just share with us maybe what your research question was? Um, yeah, and um, and just to dovetail on what you were just saying, it's actually kind of funny for uh, those for those of. Um, for people who know me and know the know my journey and how challenging it was to find people who were working remotely, um, you know. It, it was, well, it was challenging. And now, you know, who, who would yeah. have thought two years later <laughs> that most of the world would basically have been, you know, a perfect test uh, subject for me. So, so, yeah, yeah, it's it's been a really interesting um, experience. And um, so I've been excited to, you know, um, I'm excited at having this opportunity to talk to um, you and more people about the research because it's definitely timey, timely. Um, so basically, Basically, my research, my research question at its very fundamental was, um, um, is manager social presence related to virtual employees job satisfaction? Um, and so that's like the very basic <laughs> nutshell of what I was trying to find out. Are these managers who more who are more social socially present? Um, will their will their employees have um, you know higher job satisfaction? And the reason why job satisfaction was so important to me um, is because of its relationships to an employee's productivity, mm-hmm. um, an employee's engagement in the workforce, their absenteeism. We all know that you know there are some when an employee is not satisfied. There's some you know some um, residuals to that, uh, you know, their empl- an employee being um, unsatisfied. And one of those is, you know, increased absenteeism, um, you know, their commitment, their loyalty to the organization. So there's all kinds of things that, um, you know, so other type of variables that can be affected when someone is not satisfied on the job. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was why I really wanted to focus specifically on this concept of social presence and mm-hmm. its effect on an employee's job satisfaction. Okay, great. So um, just a number of light bulbs boop, 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 going through my yeah. head as you were uh-huh. um, talking. And I always think about um, employee commitment and mm. just how mm-hmm. that adds to productivity or not. You know, we right. can get compliance or we can get commitment. And right. so much of that sounds like that social presence um, has a flaring connection with regards to the relationship as well. It so I'm going to ask you to unpack in a moment 
what rolls into this social presence. Um, but before doing so, perhaps you can just give us um, what were your findings? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? And, and even before I even jumped, jumped directly into the findings, one of the things that I wanted to say, especially prior to COVID, was, mm-hmm. was the fact that there is an assumption that um, by employers that a virtual worker, you know, has this desire to be, you know, a desire for autonomy and less distractions. And sometimes they just presume that that person also doesn't need as much emotional support when in fact my research indicates that no, that isn't the case that um, even when someone selects to be a, um, a remote worker, they still want to have the, the emotional support or essentially their employers to be socially present um, uh, and, and that and that it does in fact um, increase their job satisfaction. So, um, so I think it's you know really important that managers develop their interpersonal skills. And I think we'll p- probably talk about that some some more some of the, Im- the implications mm-hmm. <laughs> of the of the research. But um, that's you know that's essentially my you know my finding is that remote remote workers still want to have this psychological connection with. Their um, other staff members, as well as um, their managers, as well, and so it's you know, so don't just fall back on the you know the idea of oh well they want you know they, they want the autonomy they 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 don't want people to you know they they don't want the distractions they know they still do want to feel like they're a part of the team they still want to have some you know um, sense of engagement and when they don't have it, it actually increases the professional isolation. There is a such thing as called professional isolation, and it tends to happen more so with a lot of our remote workers, and it's because they're, they don't feel as in tuned um, into what's going on um, because it's a lot easier for information to um, be shared in, in an in-person environment. You know, we take for granted how much informal you know, dialogues are taking place on a day-to-day basis inside of the work, you know, in, inside of the, you know, in-person work environment, you know, those water cooler conversations where you're having those, you know, those informal, you know, things that are getting communicated where, where you don't have that opportunity when you are, you know, remote. So, mm-hmm. um, so really it's, it's uh, you know, my findings have been about, um you know, really those managers who have been very intentional about, um, you know, um, reaching out to their staff about, um, you know, the communication um, seem to be the ones who have employee employees that are much more satisfied with their work experience. Okay. So, um, Alicia, can we have you just really... Um unpack and talk more about the elements of social presence as you um, found them and defined them in your research? Yeah, sure. So, um, so what I'll start very broadly, once again, with the mm-hmm. concept of social presence. So social presence at its very fundamental level is basically how psychologically connected you are with the person that you're communicating with when you're using technology. 
So whether that technology is through text, instant messages, video conference, whatever the case may be, it is the question of how um, connected you are um, psychologically um, when you're using those forms of communication. Um, and so, you know, um, some of the things, some of the things that people were doing or managers were doing that was indicative of social presence or really defined um, social presence are, first of all, um, they were being very intentional about um, creating opportunities to communicate with their uh, with their staff members. You know and, what? I, I yes, fortunately. We'll need to go to commercial break, but I want to oh, okay. definitely yeah, yeah. on the other side <laughs> here where you are and um, and just um, and really just kind of dive into yeah, what are those behaviors that increase that social presence. So Absolutely. stay with us and Dr. Wilkinson will be right. I'm calling you Wilkinson now. Dr. Wilkinson no will be right back <laughs> with us on Leadership Matters. Sounds good. Leader, inspiring Solutions. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at Leadership Forum INC. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we are back with Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions, having a wonderful conversation today with Dr. Wilkins on leveraging mm-hmm. computer uh, mediated uh, on leveraging mm-hmm. computer mediated technology mm-hmm. to lead remotely. 
And uh, a little later on, Dr. Wilkins is also going to share with us avoiding video conferencing fatigue, which I'm sure is something that we all have been experiencing <laughs> these days. Lots of absolutely to meetings and teams, <laughs> a lot of different platforms, <laughs> but yes. nonetheless, looking at the video screen to connect. So yes. before we went to break, uh, Dr. Wilkins, you were speaking with us about the elements that go into social presence. I'll just throw it back over and have you continue. Yeah, yeah. So um, as I was stating before, you know, um, social presence is essentially um, how psychologically connected you are to someone when you're communicating using technology. And um, part of the challenge with, uh, you know, communicating using uh, technology is the fact that you don't always have access to the visual cues or even the social cues that you would in an in-person conversation. So when you're in an in-person conversation, you can, you know, you can see someone nodding their heads or if they're very interested in what you're saying, they may lean forward a little bit or there's a lot of, uh, you know, um, um, visual and social cues that you're not privy to. And so what we, well, what I discovered, um, because I not only did I want to, you know, determine whether or not there was a relationship between manager social presence and um, employees job satisfaction, but I wanted to be able to, at the end of the day, say, well, okay, well, what does social presence look like? <laughs> you know, I want to be able to communicate to someone, okay, well, here's social presence and this is for, this is what you need to do to create it. And um, what I found is um, those managers who were more socially present often did what I refer to as setting the tone when they were communicating with people. You know, their employees and setting a tone, for example, using humor when they communicated. And so that humor may be communicated, you know, through an email, but nonetheless, it was, uh, you know, there was some humor in that communication. Sometimes they joke and use sarcasm um, using a personal story. I mean, you know, we are able to establish rapport with um, our employees quite often because it's like, you know, let's say an employee comes in and they've had a difficult day and they're with you in person. Well, you can very easily share with them a personal story about, oh, I remember when such and such, such and such happened to me, you know, it'll be okay, yada, yada, yada. Well, when you're in a setting where you're communicating usually using technology, it's not always easy for those personal stories to be shared. And so managers who were intentional about creating that opportunity um, seem to be more socially present, you know, that those personal stories, those opportunities for self-disclosure, those are all things that I kind of packaged as setting the tone for um, having those communications um, with your, with, you know, um, whoever, whether it be a staff member or an, or a coworker that you're communicating with. And then the other thing was, you know, usage of different types of cues. Um, for example, just using someone's name, in a communication. I mean, it is so easy for us, especially if we already have a relationship with a, a coworker or a, you know, a, a supervisor to just, you know, shoot off an email, you know, here's the information you asked for, blah, 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 you know, <laughs> and omit even putting their name, you know, hey, Cheryl, here's the information. And you'd be surprised at how just you know, using someone's name, it just humanizes and, pers- and, and personalizes the, you know, the, the communication um, more so than just, you know, just shooting off an email or shooting off a text. 
Um, and the other thing, uh, for oh, another thing is the use of emoticons or avatars. That to a lot of people, you know, just when I was doing my research, seemed juvenile, seemed immature, seemed unbusinesslike to a lot of people, you know, using an avatar or, or emoji, that's silly, that's, you know, that's childlike. Well, in fact, what we found is that it actually helped with the communication and helped to provide context or understanding of the communication. So like, you know, if someone texts you and they text you in all in caps, you know, and you're thinking oh, on one end, you're thinking, oh my gosh, they, are they yelling at me? But let's say they throw an emoji on there at the end, you know, the, it like provides more context to you that you weren't able to, you know, physically see because you weren't having a conversation with them. And so that those were some of the things that those um, managers were doing. Um, and then the other thing is just, um, you know, being the, the response time to the communications that were taking place, you know, the consistency and the promptness with communication was also um, really important. So these were all the different type of things that managers who had employees that reported um, higher job satisfaction, managers of, virtu of virtual employees um, who had employees that reported high job, job satisfaction were doing um, to create that social presence. Yeah, no, I think that that's mm -hmm. wonderful. And and, um, you know, thinking of the practical learnings coming from um, your researchers is really what I was thinking in my mind. I was going to ask you next, and yet mm -hmm. you just laid them out um, <laughs> so nicely. And it's almost like we can self-evaluate ourselves as you're going through. I'm thinking, hmm, I can improve in that area with regards to setting the tone. I might mm -hmm. do that one the best uh, when I think about uh, once I get into that space of um probably responding <laughs> mm -hmm. could probably really increase my response time and then using different types of cues with regards to saying the person's name mm -hmm. um personalizing it in that way using the emojis or an avatar don't really use the avatars but I do the emojis and so yeah. I think we as managers we can kind of go through and self-evaluate kind of like in this space of um of using um technology to what extent are we also kind of creating this psychological connection and, and not just um, zooming by the relationship um, yeah. to the task to where people don't feel a sense of connection and therefore um, have that sense of um, commitment to yeah. our leadership and the goals that we're trying to move forward. So yeah. I appreciate your sharing. Yeah. And here's the thing is that um, as leaders, we mm -hmm. set our, we set the communication norm. Mm -hmm. You know, we, mm -hmm. we model the type of communication that we want to see within mm -hmm. our organizations or within our teams. Mm -hmm. And so we're at a, you know, fantastic position for creating some of those some of those norms around um, communication. And so if you do have a, you know, a, a superior who is more willing to, you know, throw an emoji on their um, communication, then it increases the likelihood of someone else who is a direct report having the comfort level to, you know, do do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So we really um, set the, the tone in terms mm -hmm. of our setting communication norms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. wonderful. Thank you. Any mm -hmm. other practical findings that you've um, found um, that can help managers 
uh, lead more effectively remotely. Anything else you might add to just that thought? Um, you know what? And um, it, one of the things that I um, really encourage managers to do is just to uh, consider the types of um, the types of the modality of the communications. Um, you know, n- not all types of um, you know things should be communicate it using text. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes there's, there's a time and a place for everything, right? There's, you know, there's a time to use video conference. There's time to just pick up the phone and have a quick conversation. There's a time to shoot off a, a text. And um, so that's, so I really believe that setting um, communication norms are really important within teams. Um, you know, and it can really, really, truly um make the communication much more effective and efficient when you're, when you're using those communication norms, you know, just recently um, when I was going through the process of running for um, Temecula city council, <laughs> um, you know, one of the things that we did was we decided to move our communications over to Slack. So while we were doing, you know, we had email and um, you know, and, and text and different things like that. It just, making the decision that, okay, well, this is a, a type of, of technology that I think will be more efficient um, for our team, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's what we ended up using, you know, more of an instant message type of uh, communication. And so, you know, really figuring out um, and really being willing to, um, to uh, see what's going to work best for your team mm-hmm. and, um, and, and, and move and pivot, I guess, um, in order to uh, to accommodate the team, as opposed to just being like, you know, we've been doing email for the last twenty years, and this is the way that we're going to do it. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. And yeah. so, don't be stuck in, um, you know, doing things the way that it's always been done, just for the sake of, you know, the fact that it's always been done that way. There may be a much more effective and efficient way of being able to increase the communication. So, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I think that those are all really good tips. And I, I know um, just the various groups that I've worked with, they'll say, oh, we're going to start a Google um you know, list, or yeah. we're going to start a, uh, oh gosh, I have so many of them thinking, okay, y'all have to tell me how to do that and how to do this. Right. <laughs> After I get into it, like I'm okay, but initially mm-hmm. it can sound and feel like, oh my gosh, another, yeah. another app on my phone that I got to figure out what to do with. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what's up, I think was another one that I, I yeah. was a group I was traveling with at one point and we were, um, kind of keeping up with each other and helping each other out with different things. I had a study group I was with, um, with regards to coaching certification and mm-hmm. everybody has their own little um, way of staying connected. So uh, yeah, something yeah. Interesting to explore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then too, and with those examples that you gave and, and, and also noting that, Hey, you know, sometimes there's, there's an end date. You know, there was an end date to it. You know, there was an end date to the communication that I was using with my team for Mm -hmm. the council seat that I was running for. You know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. so that, you know, while I did not want to have yet another (laughs) um, (laughs) platform or have to learn yet another um, tool, um, the fact that I knew that, okay, well, we're using this for right now and there's an end date to yes. it is was actually helpful as yes. well 
Um, and I think that where we where we get overwhelmed is this idea of, oh my goodness, yes. now I'm going to have to, you know, check Slack in addition to email and in addition to text and, yes. uh, you know, all this other kind of stuff. But, you know, some of these things, we can just throw an end date yeah, on it. I like that, putting an end date on it. So it doesn't yeah. just kind of sit there and you feel like you got this continued commitment to monitor yeah. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> wonderful. So we're going to um, go to another commercial break. But when we come back, I'm going to ask you to share a little bit more about um, the article you wrote on yeah. Z- is it zonked from Zoom? Yes. <laughs> and that whole that whole notion of um, uh, video conferencing fatigue, like, yes. is it real? And if yeah. so, how do we uh, prevent putting ourselves as well as others in the space of experiencing it? So please Absolutely. stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, informing yes. leaders, inspiring solutions. <laughs> Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. The pace of change in the world is increasing exponentially and shows no signs of slowing down. Leadership is evolving and requires more and more innovative leaders to keep up. Innovating Leadership, co-creating our future with Maureen Metcalf, features interviews with global business leaders, thought leaders, and academics in a wide range of industries. Proven concepts and tools may be applied to build your organization and deliver sustainable success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Business. Trends in global business are changing all the time. It used to only be worrying about your competitor across the street, but now that competitor may be across the world. On Global Business with Mahesh Joshi, we discuss the trends in global business, plus issues and solutions that business leaders face today. Each show is guaranteed to teach you something that you didn't know before about global business. Listen live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. Thank you. And we are back with more on Leadership Matters. Delighted today to be talking to 
Dr. Alicia Wilkins on this fabulous topic of leveraging computer-mediated technology um, in our leading, particularly given this time where this is not um, something that some are doing, it's, it's something that so many are doing. We've kind of blown up in our usage of remote teams. And I know before we went to break, I uh, indicated that I'm happy to talk more about this notion of um, video conferencing fatigue, people feeling mm-hmm. zoomed out, I hear them say sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. Is that a real concept? And what is that? Yeah, yes. So the easy answer to that is yes, that is a real thing. And what we have to remember is that prior to the pandemic, we um, probably used video conference at the most. I mean, at least for myself, I know I, I used it maybe like once every couple of months, you know, um, and I'm sure that a lot of people can, you know, um, concur with that, you know, it was something that was used, eh, you know, maybe once a month at the, at the most, right. That was, and that was a busy month. Whereas now it's several times a day. <laughs> um, so our usage has increased substantially um, as a result of the pandemic. And one of the things about when you are meeting in person, that's much different than when you're using video conference is we're actually, we're, we're pretty lazy when, our, when it comes to our communicating in person. And we can be because there's a lot of, um, you know, physical and visual cues and social cues that are coming at you, um, you know, during the process of having those in-person conversations that, you know, make it a lot easier to kind of understand the context behind what someone is saying or, you know, that type of thing. And when you are using video conference, those things aren't as easily, you know, present um, or apparent when you're communicating. I mean, when you're in person, just merely like a social cue, just to give you an example, when someone, um, you know, comes into a room and they're dressed, you know, in a suit and tie, that is an actual social cue. That's an social cue that expresses formality and, you know, a lot of other things. Well, when you don't have access to those social cues, your, your brain is in a place where it's constantly trying to interpret what's taking place. I mean, I know we've all probably have had those situations where we're on a video conference and we're talking to someone and we see a pause and we interpret that pause as, oh, either they didn't agree with what I said or, you know, there was confusion about what I said when, in fact, it was just that their bandwidth with their video, with their, you know, with their internet, with their internet just like froze them and we, and we didn't know. We're just, you know, we're just stuck looking at a video of this person looking like they're upset and didn't even realize that no they're they're perfectly fine with what you said it's just that you know the you know the the screen froze or something and so and and that's what happens is like you're constantly in a place of trying to you're, you're looking and trying to pick up these cues that aren't as easily apparent when you're um using video conferencing and it's exhausting. 
it like it literally takes a lot more energy um, mentally for you to have a dialogue using video conference than you would if you were in person. And that is part of the reason why people do actually experience fatigue. And then when you put that on top of the fact that we are, you know, using video conferencing sometimes all day for our meetings and our communication, it's like, you know, you're, you're, um, you know, putting a lot, a lot of energy into those communications. And so that's what really causes the fatigue is, um, is the fact that your, your, your brain is in constant, is constantly trying to interpret, uh, you know, social and emotional cues that, um, and that, you know, someone is giving you through the video conference feature and it can be really, really um, challenging. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, it, what's um, interesting, I know for myself, when we kind of first started in this remote world, world because you don't have the travel from one event to another event mm-hmm. you might find yourself scheduling and if someone supports you with scheduling them scheduling like more events because you don't have the travel time that you need mm-hmm. and I got to a point where I found myself just really exhausted and and my initial communication was okay so let's not schedule anything give I need like a 30 minute window to yes. just kind of down mm-hmm. but now I've moved to that to I need like an hour window because what mm-hmm. I find is like after I get out of one event you know I probably need to take some notes that I didn't get to take because mm-hmm. I was you know engaged during the right. event so I need to be able to have some time to take notes and uh, be able to file those notes electronically Mm-hmm. go to the restroom yes. <laughs> and then get ready for the next meeting. And yeah. so um, I, I think for myself, it was really kind of figuring those pieces mm-hmm. out so that I wasn't just exhausted or at the end of the day, trying to go back mm-hmm. and recreate notes or capture what I need to capture, do what I need to do. Yeah. Cause I didn't do it in between because I didn't really think I needed the time in between because there's no mm-hmm. longer that need to get up and walk and go down the hall or get in the car right. and drive <laughs> to the next meeting. So literally what was transition time, you know, um, that we don't think we need, we do need. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think, And that is certainly one of the recommendations that I make for people who find themselves, you know, doing several Zoom calls in a particular day is to space them out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really easy when you get that, you know, calendar invite to be like, oh, I'm just going to be sitting here at my desk. Sure. I'll say yes. I'll say yes. I'll say yes. But then when you look at your calendar and you're like, oh my goodness, you know, my eight hour day has been filled with, you know, half the day is um, on, um, you know, on a video conference, that really, really sucks up a lot of your energy because you do have to be much more intentional about paying attention. Well, you know, just uh, paying attention to those those uh, cues that people are giving when they're mm-hmm. when you're communicating like that. And so, I, one of the recommendations that I do have for people is to limit the number, limit the time. First of all, that you're going to be on a Zoom call. I mean, I. Um, personally prefer that it not be any longer than an hour at the very, very, very most an hour and a half. Of, um, you know, if it's like maybe a, a, a big group that's meeting and there's going to be a lot of discussion, maybe there's a need for it to be to go an hour and a half. But, you know, if it's just two people, you know, a couple of people um, really try to keep it down to, um, you know, like a 50 minute, one hour um, t- 
time frame. And then on top of that, also make sure, just like you said, that that you have some breaks in between. So, there, mm-hmm. so that you're not just going from jumping from one video conferencing um, meeting to another, that you actually have a little bit of a break in between to you know, just uh, step away, go to the restroom, grab something to eat, you know, just kind of get yourself back um, into um, the mode of, you know, going back into your your next meeting because it can be extremely exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so um, in your article, you yes. shared with your readers, which I enjoyed reading the article, the, <laughs> um, your five W's and yeah. your and your and your one H. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love for us to be kind of be able to just go through those and just share yeah, these sure. tips on how a, a leader can really avoid putting their mm-hmm. team in a space of um, experiencing video um, conferencing fatigue. And mm-hmm. so um, let's start with your five uh, W's. Your first one was, yeah. was who? Tell us a little bit yes. more about the tip around Yes. Who. Yeah. So the who is really, especially if you are the event planner yourself, is determining who really needs to be at the table when, um, you know, you're having that video conference. There is a tendency, especially because of the ease of doing a video conference and just sending out a quick invite to, you know, do like a blanket invitation to everybody and anybody who's interested in coming, you know, um, and that might be fine if you're just having an event where it's like all are welcome. But if you are really trying to have a productive meeting, um, you know, the uh, organizational um, type meeting, be, um, you know, look at who really needs to be there at the meeting because otherwise you're, first of all, you, if, if you have staff members who don't necessarily need to be there, then um, then a you're wasting um, revenue. You know you're wasting time. You're pre- you're wa- wasting um, precious time, um, which is money. <laughs> you know within an organization. So you know just be uh, mindful of whether or not the people that you're inviting to participate in the meeting are folks who really truly need to be there, or is it you know are there people who you've invited where you know they don't really need to be a part of this strategic you know uh, meeting perhaps you know, they just need to have a follow-up email sent out later, just letting them know, okay, well, here were the decisions that were made. Here's, you know, here's the next steps for tackling this particular issue or whatever the case may be, you know, just being really mindful about who uh, is, um, you know, asked to be a part of uh, that meeting. Okay. Your second tip was around the what. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, so the what for me really is um, refers to the modality of uh, the communication. Um, we all know that it's not necessary to have a video conference for every type of communication that needs to happen um, with employees, right? For example, let's say you have a low priority item that you're just trying to communicate to your team that where it doesn't necessarily require a, an actual discussion or a strategy planning or anything like that. It's just really hey, by the way, you know, here's this new COVID protocol that we have within our, our organization. Well, an email is suffice. We don't necessarily need to have a video conference for, you know, for that. Mm-hmm. Um, unless there's some procedures where it's like, okay, well, no, we need, we want you to see visually how this, this, this is, is done. Then, then yeah, maybe, but just being, um, um, consider 
the consider what it is that you're communicating and then making a determination as to whether or not video conferencing or another modality can be used you know is it okay. it would it be easier to just you know send out a message uh, via email or are you just is it just a quick check-in with a team mm-hmm. member maybe okay. maybe a quick phone call you know mm-hmm. <laughs> okay great so it looks like mm-hmm. we have to go to break but when we yeah, come yeah, back of we're gonna hear those final tips and yeah. uh, thoughts so please stay with us we'll be right back with more mm-hmm. on leadership matters informing leaders inspiring solutions business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network leadership matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. need to improve leadership staff or organization performance contact InnoVisions today for quality effective and affordable leadership staff and organization development training coaching and consulting services call 858-244-8264 that's 858-244-8264 or send an email to dr white her email address is dr white at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the neighborhood house association of san diego california funds raised go to support the neighborhood house association's mission developing children families and future leaders of our communities through empowerment education and wellness Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we are back uh, speaking with Dr. Wilkins regarding leveraging um, computer-mediated technology to lead remotely with greater effectiveness and avoiding video conferencing fatigue. And I think that's where we were before we went to break. You talked to us a little about the who and the what. What else might we as leaders do to really help not put our team members in this space that's ripe for video conferencing fatigue? Yeah, so the next thing is to consider is um, 
ensuring that the meetings, the video conferencing, um, you know, meetings are, aren't too long. <laughs> um, I mentioned before that I recommend that the video conference um, take no longer than maybe 50 minutes to an hour, um, you know, for a, for a small team, you know, if it's, if, if it's more like a strategic planning, you know, heavy discussion, then maybe 90 minutes, but really just keeping it down to, um, you know, between 50 and 60 uh, minutes for, a, for that um, video conference to take place okay and um your fourth tip so i'm going to connect that to the win uh-huh. and the uh, fourth one was why um the why well <laughs> um you know what the well I know we've all heard the expression that meetings are events where minutes are taken and hours are wasted. And we all really, truly, uh, you know, nod in agreement to that, that I, that, um, that idea. And the why is essentially because we want to make sure that those meetings are much more effective and efficient and that we're not wasting um, company resources. I mean, there is last thing we want is, you know, in this with the idea of having everyone at the table um, that it's truly people who, who need to be at the table when you're having a video conference um, a meeting, because think about it. I mean, you know, when I'm looking around at during a video conference, um, you know, as a, um, a business owner myself, I'm like thinking to myself, okay, that's how much, you know, I'm looking at, I'm looking at each person and going, okay, I paid them X number of hours and this is how much money I just spent on having them here at this meeting, right? And I think that that we need to, you know, um, irrespective of what particular, um, you know, leadership position you may be in, but to consider that. And it doesn't mean to exclude people, but just to be very strategic about whether or not they necessarily need to be at that um, at that meeting, and if there is a way, another more cost-effective way to be able to communicate the information that is that has been discussed at that meeting. So really just considering the why and whether or not um, it's, um, you know, the most effective and efficient thing to do. And especially whether, you know, when it comes to your utilization of, um, when you look at your employees as actual resources, whether or not it is uh, the best thing to do. <laughs> so the, the question of value and is it worth it? And sometimes it may not necessarily be the most efficient mm-hmm. way, but it may be worth it um, yeah. for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Um, but considering, um, understanding and knowing um, that there's an investment in each person's presence. And, yeah. and truly, is it worth it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I get mm-hmm. that. And, and there's then, been times uh-huh. when I've actually, and there have definitely been times when I've actually have, you know, have looked at someone and said, okay, well, perhaps this was, you know, it's not necessary for them to be there, but, be, but because I want this to be a development experience for them, this is my way of reinvesting in them. This is so, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and have them here at the table and listening in on this particular meeting. So, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean you're excluding people. Sometimes you'll actually bring people in because you're looking looking at it as a development opportunity, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, great. And um, last but not least, your tip with regards to how. Yeah, so my recommendation is that um, organizations actually um, develop 
guidelines around the use of video conferencing, um, just so that they can make sure that they're using their staff members time in the most effective way um, possible. And that is actually something that I help organizations do. So if you're interested in learning more about really establishing communication norms and, um, you know, finding ways to be much more effective with your uh, technology, specifically the video conferencing feature, you can actually contact me, go to my website, um, hairhub.com, that's H-E-R-A hub, H-U-B.com slash Temecula. And um, you can actually reach out to me uh, through our contact page on our website, hairhub.com. And I'd be more than happy to, you know, um, provide some consultation to you on how to be able to uh, create those norms within your own organization. Mm -hmm. So, Dr. Wilkins, can you give us an example of just what might be one or two norms um, that you've seen across the board of organizations that help support making the um, engaging in this computer-mediated time yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, for example, let's. Um, so if you are someone who is responsible for coordinating a video conference, making sure that the materials that are needed are actually sent out to those who are going to be going to be participating in advance. I mean, it's, you know, because of the fact that it's so easy to just schedule a meeting and put it on people's calendars. Sometimes we forget to do the hard work, which is, okay, making sure that they have all the materials that are needed so that when we do actually sit down and begin to discuss the agenda, there's an agenda that's sitting right in front of us, right? And not, you know, oh, we're seeing it for the first time when we actually uh, step on um, the video conference call. So those are just some examples of the type of things. And, and a lot of times it's just small little things, you know, but it's really about being much more intentional um, you know, don't think, oh, well, video conferencing is so easy. And it, yes, it is, it is easy. And it is supposed to make life a little bit easier, but you still have to put some effort into um, making it be um, efficient. And one of those things is, you know, for example, making sure that there is a, an agenda or making sure that um, materials that are needed, that are going to be needed by those who are participating are um, given out in a timely manner, that kind of thing. So, yeah. Good. Any final thoughts that you'd share with our listening audience? You know, it's just that, um, well, first of all, I, one of the things I did not mention is that I'm actually the owner of Hera Hub Temecula. Hera Hub is a shared workspace uh, for women who own their own businesses. We do not discriminate. If there's a guy who so desires to work in a spa-inspired environment, we welcome um, him. And we do have guys who um, are part of our membership. Um, but we're, yeah, we're a shared workspace. And um, I really foresee that our future Future, um, that the number of people who use uh, shared workspaces is probably going to increase, you know, given the fact that there are so many people who are working remotely. And so um, check us out. Um, we're always open and welcome to um, provide a coffee tour for anyone who's interested in um, seeing us. We have several locations. We have three down in San Diego, um, another in Phoenix, uh, D.C., and Uppsala, Sweden. We are the first female-focused co-working space to go international. Um, and so we'd love to see you. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, Dr. Wilkins, again, thank you so much for joining us and just sharing uh, your research and this information uh, with our listening audience. And thank you so much for tuning in. Please join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time 
for Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter. Thank you.